Hi everyone, welcome back to E-Junkies. As you all know, uh, the second season of one of Netflix's biggest reality show, Bling Empire, is back. And you can follow on the adventures of the rich and even richer of LA. Basically, your, your crazy rich agents, if you must. So today, I'm very excited to announce that we have one of the cast members, Kevin Cryer, joining us on this show. So for those of you who are familiar with the show, uh, or even those who, who are not, Kevin in season one was very much like the viewer's eyes into the high society of LA. A lot of people found him relatable and he was very much like the heart and soul of the season and he was a breakout star. And he's joining us today to kind of talk about what life has been like since season one, as well as his relationships with Kim and Kate. Now, I don't want to spoil too much, but Kevin will spill the tea. Hi, hi Kevin. Uh, thank you for this and thank you for your time. Oh. So I was going to jump right in. First question, did you ever get a replacement for the Cartier ring that you dropped in the ocean? <laughs> and what happened in the aftermath of that? Ah, uh, the aftermath. Christine was trying to work out something where she thought she got it insured and I could get a replacement, but um, no replacement yet. Oh dear. But at that time when you dropped it, like everyone was in shock. Yeah. They didn't think it was real. Like they thought I maybe did it on purpose or they thought that Oh, Kevin, of course he would do that. He can't have nice things, which is kind of true, I guess. Like, it's metal on metal. I didn't realize it would be slippery. Fair enough, fair enough. By the way, I just like to point out that the article I wrote was the one that you shared on your Instagram story. So thank you for that. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> it was a good article. Okay, so when you shared that article, you captioned, word gets out fast. Was it unexpected for you at that time? Because, I mean, the show was a huge hit. Everyone had become, you know, like overnight sensation. So. Was it unexpected that people would pick up news fast? Yeah, I thought it was unexpected because firstly, it's my first time ever doing anything on a network television or you know streaming this big. So, um, I mean, I feel like I've done bigger headline things in the past. And then all of a sudden it was like something simple as like losing a ring in the ocean felt like, holy cow, this really means people are watching. <laughs> Okay, on that note, um, speaking of, you were one of the breakout stars of, of season one. So how do you think fame has changed you or your life? I think the saying goes, right? Fame just it makes you more visible of who you really are. And so I've been advocating for a long time for Asian American inclusivity for TV, film, media, and just speaking on behalf of uh, my own experience as an Asian male growing up in America. You know, I put the hard work in, I want to do more of that. And to be able to have something like this to do, which is to represent the Asian male in a, in a very attractive, uh, sexy and fun and uh, non-stereotypical light. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that I have many more years of that, but it's changed me in that sense to realize that I now have that opportunity to do that. I'm glad you raised the point about, you know, um, portraying Asian males in a more sexy manner because you actually do call that out on your Instagram as well quite a bit. And my next question is actually linked to that. So in the aftermath of Blink Empire, you found fame and obviously you are attractive and you take your shirt off a lot. Um, <laughs> did you find people hit you up more, whether is it romantically or whether is it as friends? Do you feel that people were more drawn and attracted to you because you wanted the show? Totally. I think more people found me more attractive and which was awesome is that it wasn't just Asian. It was every race and color, age, gender even. I think it was just a huge improvement in what we can do in the entertainment and the space for Asian men. Okay. What was it like filming season two and how was it different um, than season one? 
Yeah, I think season two is very different because, like you said, fame changes people. And look, I, I'm not too sure if it's really changed me for the positive good. I like to think it has. For instance, like I know for me being famous on a show wasn't the purpose. It was really just to advocate for someone. Now that I have this platform and this le certain level of fame, right? I want to do something for good and also to be able to financially be able to support myself with this. But I think what's changed filming in that sense is in that mindset, I think a lot of people uh, in the cast kind of lost the friendship a little bit. And I think you see that in season two, our friendship goes ups and downs and that really reflected our real friendship. You know, some events might not have been exact, you know, magic of editing, right? Some things get uh, lost or shifted in, in the way it really happened, but it's pretty accurate. The feeling's there, let's just say that much, where we really did go through a lot of stuff in our friendships this year. So, you know, it's not all Care Bears like first season. So it's it's definitely a little bit more chaotic. Okay. I am happy you kind of opened that can of worms a little bit because I was thinking how to get into that. Because you're right, um, when I was watching the first season, as a cast, you guys felt a lot more cohesive and a lot more Care Bear, like you said. But in season two, it seemed like there was some kind of fracture. And even before, you know, the fights and everything. So what was that dynamic like? And are you guys still close friends or... Yeah. Has, have people shifted apart? I think what was hard is that, you know, in reality TV, they capture reality, right? They capture our lives. And sometimes what happens is our lives move faster than production or capturing it. So I think there was a lot of tension even before we were back up and running as a Bling Empire crew because a lot of times happen, right? Like, I, I think we didn't start filming for at least a year. You know, and then the pandemic, right? Like, so a lot of people were squirmy and change and feeling things that were from the outside world. And I, I think that just affected our friendships a lot, which you will see in season two. Towards the end, we started to get back into the groove and get out of like that pandemic mindset. And we got to see the real world and got to meet fans and it was real. And like, we got to remember like, man, we did this as a friend group. Like, let's at least try hard to get back to the purity of it, which is like, we're friends first. And so I think um, people will see that. And uh, I think uh, season two will be jarring for a lot of people. Okay. I want to ask about the fight with Kane. So the thing with Kane, you know, he was kind of portrayed as the wise counsel in season one. You know, he gave people a lot of advice. You went him for advice as well. But in season two, you know, he seems to have ruffled feathers of a few people um, in the cast. You, you included as well. So I think generally, like, what was the relationship like with him during the time? What was the friction or the underlying friction and tension that was there? I think what was really hard is that I didn't think he could be vindictive or uncompassionate towards me. Kane talks about compassion a lot and practices, but I think what Kane discovered this season, this year, was that it's really easy to be a Buddhist and to practice these principles in all your affairs when things are going your way and it's easy. What shows how you practice is when things don't go your way and when hits the fan. And I, I will only use that word once, right? You know, it's like when things don't go your way or things are tough, that's when it's not so easy to be compassionate and to be Buddhist towards other people. And to be real, I think what was a little friction in our relationship was that I started to question my practice a little bit, you know, because I'm like, hmm, compassion, but yet people aren't being compassionate. And I think that that kind of actually uh, made our, our, our friendship a little bit more friction. I just hope like, you know, 
in um, season two, like, you know, he's compassionate on himself, hopefully. <laughs> so you felt like a lot of things, or he had some personal issues that kind of translated into his behavior on the show. Exactly. I mean, it's all it's a lot of projection stuff, you know. So it's like looking from the outside in. I have no clue what's in it, but I'm just saying this is how I've experienced and felt that with the relationship, it just kind of ruffled a lot because we saw we were two different lives, two different experiences, and um, you know, I love him to death. Like I really want to uh, have a better friendship with him even now. Um, it's getting better. But like I said, I think it sometimes takes time when um, you know you mix in with like everybody knows who we are now. There's a show we got to air. We're friends now. We mix business together, and then we mix love lives together. It's like, damn, dude, I think we're doing pretty good, you know. <laughs> like when it comes to friendships, then so um, it's not it's not a rip on him. It's more like, man, I think we are doing good. It's still tough though. It's still tough. So so there is a reconciliation scene between you and Kane, but. As we all know, I know when it comes to fights between friends, it's it's not something you can make up in just a couple of minutes or you know, in one scene. So, how is your friendship like with him? Is it still on demand? Are you guys talking now? You know, what is it? We, what is we it like? We talk about work stuff, um, you know, but I think we both distance from each other a little bit. I wish we could be closer, but at the same time, like it's hard when uh, other people kind of hold stuff. And I feel like you know the one thing that. I'm not too sure if he practices, but uh, how to let go, right? And I think his way of letting go is just distance. Don't talk about it. Don't really resolve too much, and uh, hold on to things a little bit, you know. And it's it's hard sometimes because uh, I know what that feels like. I sometimes hold on to shit. Um, you don't realize you're holding on to stuff. Oh my god, I said it twice. I'm so sorry, Brian. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, it's fine. Sometimes I hold on to stuff, and I'm just like I I. I I hear him, so I'm I'm practicing patience, right? Hopefully, uh, we can mend our friendship back again. Maybe okay. another season, you'll see. <laughs> okay, the next one is actually about Kim. So we do see a bit of development between your, well, I guess, friendship slash relationship with her. From what we've seen of Kim, as in as a viewer in season one, and how she reacted to Anna and the pump incident, I'm curious. Why would you be surprised if the way she reciprocated your affection or your feelings? Ah, I know, surprising, right? Like I just, yeah. I'm a sucker for her. You know, like it was just, she's so genuine at times, so kind. And you know what it is? It's probably because I know she's hurt, and I'm like, I give her the benefit of the doubt because she's hurt. And I thought she was trying, so I think that's really what it was. You know, when you see someone hurt, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but shouldn't have been surprised. You're right. And uh, how are your feelings towards her now? Like, is it still there? Are you? Are you? Yeah, are, are, is it you can't see anything? <laughs> no, you know what it is. It's like, dude, like, it's almost like I wish we lived in an alternate universe because maybe it would have worked out. But I think personally, I can't see how it can work out in the future. Now okay. I think it's more about mending our friendship. Season two ends on a cliffhanger. Have you guys filmed stuff beyond what is shown in the last uh, episode of season two, which is, I think, basically the last thing we see of you is the lie detector test. And what was the cliffhanger? I don't even know. Was the lie detector test the cliffhanger? Oh uh, no, there was another scene where Andrew appears at Anna's house. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, good cliffhanger. Smart yes. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's just say this: we're always filming certain special powerful scenes or not uh, life events i should call them not scenes they're turned into scenes in the tv land but mm. uh, we're always filming a uh, little pickup stuff because something happens in our lives that you know if there is another season people don't want to miss so 
hopefully that gets into another season. Okay, uh, one final question before we wrap so I can end this on a good note. Earlier in the interview, you mentioned that, you know, people seem to have lost their way, but you wanted to bring them all back to this place of friendship and purity, which is where you guys started out in season one. Right now, after all of the filming, as in at this current status, is is that where the cast is now? Or, you know, is there still tension? No, it's not so pure anymore. Let's just say that much. I think a lot of people are out for themselves. Look, I, I want to make the best of this opportunity too. Um, and I just hope we can do it as friends. Okay, well, I, I hope so too. And all the best to everyone there because I do miss that friendship, you know, in the first season that we witnessed. But, me too, man. Me too. Well, um, that, that brings me to the end of my questions, actually. Thank you so much for no your problem. time. And it was, it was really nice to see you. You're welcome. It was really nice to see you. Oh, I'm kind of excited. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited too. Oh my God. I am in complete shock. What the... So I hope you guys enjoyed all of the gossip and the tea that was spilled. So you can tell that we kind of really went there and Kevin was very open and transparent about his opinions and you know the, the truth about where everybody kind of stands right now. Like you can tell from season two the group has kind of drifted apart and it's a bit hard to watch if you are following from season one to be honest. So I kind of hope that everybody kind of finds their way back together. And Kevin has also teased that there may be an upcoming season. He said like the cameras are always rolling and they're always filming. So I hope everyone finds their way back together. Anyway, season two of Bling Empire is out now on Netflix if you want to catch it. So as usual, if you enjoyed this week's episode of E-Junkies, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. We'll see you next time. Bye.